Pit Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. It's Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the program. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Nothing like a little bit of practice to get you going. Hey, Jack DeLeon, Leanne DeLeon, producing this program both in the internet forum, we call the podcast forum, and of course the terrestrial radio uh, portion of the program. Do you want to thank our friends at Hicklin? Because right now you can go out and see PJ, for example, on days that they're open, which are many throughout the year but pj right now the shop is singing i went by there last or today and there are no less than 14 cars there yep we are crowded all the time it seems uh everybody wants a new jet ski or a new dirt bike or something and you guys have onboard financing i just find that fascinating because you're not really a bank Nope, you can go out to our website though and fill out your credit app and uh sales department will In call advance. you right yep you can you don't even have to call. You can just go on the website, fill out your credit app, and a salesman will get a hold of you to talk about exactly what they can do for you. They'll drop a bike off at your house. You don't even need to pick it up. They'll just pick <laughs> something go. up for them. Boom, bring it by the house. HicklinPowerSports.com. Look for them online or visit them in person. Highly recommend it. Sometimes they have hot, delicious popcorn. It's so good. Yeah, it occasionally is. Let's get to our next guest, Scott. I'm excited to talk I to him. I know you are, but before we do that, we get a promo. Our number one, Kim McAdoo, Mitch Oldenburg, and Jamie Ostadela were uh, our guests in our number one this hour. Drake Beecham, one of my faves. And, of course, next up, our first guest of our number two, PJ Jacobson joins us. PJ, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? This is cool. We get to talk to PJ. Today. Yep, it's it's rare that I get to talk to another <laughs> PJ as I'm a PJ. Congrats on your what I would call a good weekend, uh, Mr. Jacobson, and for being here racing in our country yet again. Uh, how stoked were you this weekend to be at Road Atlanta? Um, yeah, sure. It's, it's pretty cool to talk to another PJ. I don't get to do that much, but uh, yeah, no, it was. Uh, it was uh, it, w- it was a good weekend, you know. Uh, Sunday really topped things off. Um, I mean, the team has been out of that paddock for uh, quite a few years now, and uh, I haven't been to Road Atlanta in, in almost ten years since uh, since I first started in the in the AMA when it was um, not Moto America. Um, so it, it's been a been a long time, but it was great to be to be back in the paddock and to to meet all the the new faces again. So it was uh, it was really cool. Yeah, you were, uh, for our listeners who don't know, which there can't be many, you've been off doing the international racing superstar thing for some time now, um, Celtic Racing, um, and it's also also HSBK, right? Not just Celtic? Yep, they're, uh, they're combined forces um, this year, so um, yeah, it's uh, Celtic and H- HSBK Racing, um, they put this whole program together, so it's... Uh, two strong teams that have been uh, in the paddock uh, over the years, and, and they finally came together to, to join uh, forces. That's, that is, uh, I, I would have to imagine, very beneficial for both of them, uh, sharing the load and sharing the experiences. Uh, I mean, you guys were limited, clearly, the, with the late development of the program, correct? I mean, it seems like you, it was a rather 
towards the beginning of the season when things really fell into place for you guys. I can't imagine that helps with going into a season, but clearly you rebounded. Um, how do you like your chances now that you know you're probably not playing catch up so much now? Um, yeah, you know, um, last year was a real rough season for me in World Superbike. So, uh, you know, Barry and Bobby both called me at the end of the season and uh, threw this whole idea at me and uh, said that they wanted to get back into the the racing scene as well. Um, and they had the R6, so. Um, yeah, I, I was, uh, you know, all about this, especially on R6. I've been racing in World Supersport for years, and it's uh, it's the best bike out there and, and the bike to beat. Um, so, yeah, you know, once this whole deal came together and stuff for, for this season, um, I, I was pretty, uh, pretty pumped about it. And, um, yeah, you know, we haven't had much testing and stuff like that, so, you know, we've kind of got everything and put it together a bit late. But, um, you know, I think the first race, for us there we got six in the first race it was uh, uh not the result we were looking for but again it was uh basically our, our first test and and to get through that and and learn uh you know just the team working together and, and also the bike where it was at and, and myself again so uh, i think we uh we came back uh after 24 hours and um got our stuff together for sunday and we uh we ended up second and uh only two seconds off the win so it was uh it was a really good, um, a good chance uh, for us, and and to move things forward. It's uh, it's very positive. And you had uh, we haven't mentioned yet, but you had a bit of an off Saturday morning. Um, the bike uh, came back okay, or did you guys have to go to backup equipment? And are you doing okay? Yeah, it was actually uh, Friday. Um, we uh, sorry Friday fastest, fastest in the first free practice um, in the wet, and then. You know, I, I was, uh, once you're P1, you want to stay P1. So um, I didn't really know Atlanta too well again. Like I said, I haven't been there in almost 10 years. So um, I think I just uh, was a bit overriding, and uh, I got caught out in myself and uh, a bit of the unknown with the track. And, and yeah, I had a big uh, a big spill, and, and my hand, I really whacked my hand. So I was, I was basically bleeding all weekend through my hand. Um, but uh, we got through the weekend, and... Uh, once I, you know, Sunday came around, uh, everything was good. I mean, my hand was still hurting, but uh, I'll be uh, resting up now a little bit to, to get it healed, and um, it should be good. And you, uh, so other than the hand, you're not, you don't foresee any uh, long-term impacts to your uh, race program. That's great news. What, uh, when do you guys head to Coda? I mean, that's, not, or do you guys go to Coda? Maybe that's only Superbike, right? Yeah, it's only super bike. Um, I, I wish we were going to Coda. It's a, I got to ride that track at a, a track day in, uh, I think it was in December or December or January. Um, and that place is amazing. You know, I wish I could uh, race the 600 there, but unfortunately, it's, it's just super bike with, with MotoGP. Yeah, yeah. And I knew that. I've been there, worked, uh, worked as a corner worker one session uh, or one, uh, MotoGP, uh, weekend, and it was, place is incredible so what uh what's what's your favorite racer do you have one i mean it has been as you said a while since you raced in this uh series this country yeah i mean uh, i think um yeah i couldn't even tell you really i think i guess you know the next track we're going to is, is bir i've had a lot of laps around there uh on my 125 and 250 and stuff like that so i'm, I'm probably looking 
forward to VIR the most because it's the the most track I know um, o- over the years and uh, where I used to you know race like club racing and stuff like that. So I think um, I think that's probably my favorite track going to be on the schedule. And then you know I, I gotta uh, get back to to the other ones and and uh, get a little um, get to know them again. But it's uh, I don't think it'll be as bad as Road Atlanta because I, I didn't really have uh, many laps at Road Atlanta. Uh, o- over the over the years, and where have you set up shop now that you've uh, made your way back to our fair shores? Where <laughs> where are you uh, calling home now? Yeah, so I, I live in New York, and uh, actually, when I was in Europe too, um, the last uh, I think four years, I was just um, I was doing what Nikki used to do, just traveling back and forth on, almost every time. I'd stay over there like you know two weeks, and then come back home. But uh, I was doing. Do, ended up doing that the last like four years so wow. uh, yeah I, i'm in new york but uh currently i'm in florida i've been in florida now for the last like uh almost month i think wow. i'm just training uh because i'm, I'm racing the american flat track as well um for my team cool best uh nilo racing so I, i've been testing doing flat track and and uh riding at jennings in, in florida like uh, uh throughout the week can you describe for us what that means when you say riding for Kenny Kobeth? I mean, obviously his legend lives on, uh, but what 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 do you get from him just being around him? I mean, it, there's got to be some magic that does does transfer, right? Yeah, I've known Kenny, you know, since I was a, a kid. He's always been a, a you know a hero of mine. He's accomplished so much in, in his in his racing career, so I've always looked up to him. And, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I've always wanted to do something with Kenny and, uh, I knew that he wasn't going to be done when he was actually, you know, retired from racing. He, he's still going to be in the sport. Like, like most, uh, most guys, you know, they don't just leave the sport. So, um, you know, Kenny brought up this idea, uh, at the end of last season as well to me. And, um, he got together with, uh, with John, who's, who's Nello racing. And, um, they put this whole deal together and, uh, now, you know, I'm, I'm very, uh, very fortunate to be riding his bike uh, that he rode last season. Uh, I'll be racing them uh, this season in uh, in two weeks in, in Texas. This is our first race. And so you're ra- you're racing the big boy class, the AFT Twins class. Yes, that's that's correct. Uh, when I was 16, I did the Springfield Mile uh, for Maroney's. So um, yeah, it's been I'm I'm 25 years old. So again, it's almost been like you know uh, almost 10 years. Wow. 10 years, so. I'm coming back to the the twin class to, uh, so yeah, give it a shot again. And are you gonna are you looking to do a whole bunch of races, or is it just a select few? Um, yeah, we're basically doing almost every one that doesn't clash with the road race series. So I think we're doing ten. That's awesome. That would, and it is not without. I mean, it's worthy of note. You're not the only one doing this. We've got JD Beach out there doing something similar. Um, there's a number of guys who've had guest rides, but you and Beach clearly are doing more than just a guest ride. It's it's a pretty strong showing. Well, it's serious. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's uh, yeah, one weekend road race, the next weekend flat track. It's just it's nonstop, you know. But that's uh, we love racing, and uh, I guess we're both good at at dirt track and road race. So if we can make it happen, uh, it's awesome. I think that's um, 
I think it's actually healthy. Uh, you mean, mix it up, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's healthy as long as you don't get injured, and one <laughs> one boss doesn't get angry at the other boss. That is the only real concern, I would think. Okay. Um, it, it, does it impact your training? I mean, when you've got a race at, every week, roughly, you know that I would think that would change the way you would train, just because you don't want to be burnt out uh, on what would have otherwise been an off weekend. No, exactly. You're exactly right. I think you know. Uh, Recovery is actually a big thing. I think, um, you know, one or two days off after each uh, weekend is uh, really you have to give yourself. I mean, you can't just be training every day and riding every single day. I mean, you'll eventually just, yeah, burn yourself out and you won't even want to get on a bike. <laughs> you know, that, that for me, that would be frustrating because this is what they do for fun. They also do it for work. But it's uh, it's got to be something that... You know, that does play at the back of the mind. PJ, I think you're absolutely right. When when you think about burnout, too much time on a bike can be as detrimental as too, uh, not enough time on a bike. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, even on uh, race weekends, like Sunday, you know, uh, I, I eat uh, healthy all week and, uh, and training and, and stuff like that. So, you know, Sunday when you, you, know, you do really good, you get on top of the box, or you're on the podium. You know, Sunday's nights, the, the nights you really, you know, demolish and eat bad and stuff and just uh, let yourself have it. And then, you know, back uh, Monday or, or Tuesday, really, uh, back to training again. So, you know, you have to, like, you know, give your body and yourself a, a rest and, uh, you know, also appreciate what you've just done on Sunday, too, you know? Where's your uh, curious? I'm I'm curious where your team is based out of. HSBK might suggest Houston. Is that a reasonable expectation? Um, no, yeah, he used to be in uh, Houston. Bobby used to be in Houston, but now he's in uh, Oklahoma. He's actually has uh, has Trey Kennard's old place, so he, he runs a big motocross uh, uh. facility at his shop, and he has the race bike there, the dyno, everything. So honestly, he's the one that's uh, living the dream because he's got the the place uh, where it's you know where you can ride and you got dyno you got a house you got everything possible got the the team hauler team haulers there didn't didn't uh, didn't trey have a fire was there a fire or a flood or something that trey had to go through maybe i'm thinking somebody else not in my memory, but that's not, <laughs> not, not surprising. PJ Jacobson, our guest on the program. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Um, if there was a track that you just go, you know what, this is my home, what is it? I don't know. That's a, that's a difficult, difficult question. Um, could be somewhere two, in Europe? It could be a, tr- a, a, a triple question because we could deal with uh, a, a flat track as well so is is there a flat track or other race uh, facility that you just absolutely love i mean there, you know there was one track that in europe i, I only rode one time and i was uh, i could ride the place every every single day is uh is bruno in the czech republic that was uh that was an awesome track to ride and i uh I mean, I don't know if I go so good there, but I think yeah, it was the most <laughs> enjoyable track to ride of my my career. Wow! Yeah, that's uh, that's quite a round when GP is there. I really enjoy watching. Is it a it. party? I've heard it's a big party. Yeah, it's also a party too. Okay. Yeah, and so it does well, every MotoGP race pretty much is a big old party. That is, you love MotoGP. Uh, uh, everybody, the world over, does, mm. um, and the and the entirety of the show. Um, 
So it, this looks like this is your future, right, PJ? I mean, uh, are you are you looking forward to uh, uh, call it us? I mean, really, you've you've had one full race career. One could argue, right? Does it feel like that to you? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've been riding a motorcycle since I've been three years old, um, and starting professionally at sixteen. So yeah, I've had a good go at it right now. Um, I've been over to Europe and, and done a lot of stuff over there. I've got second in the world championship, runner-up uh, in world super sport. I've done world superbike. Um, but, yeah, you know, uh, with a lot of stuff going on in Europe, there's a lot of politics and a lot of stuff like that. But, um, you know, I had the opportunity to come back here and uh, race a great bike for a, a really great team. Uh, and also in the flat track, I have always said I wanted to come back and, you know, just do things my, my dad my dad taught me what I, what I was going to do before I even thought about road racing. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy where I'm at in my career, and I'm, I'm really excited and uh, motivated to to try and That's cool. really do good in, in, both, in both series. Well, it's just, I mean, I look at, you're not the only one. I mean, Elias has been here for a few years, but we've got guys who've had and I put you in this category. You've had a great international career. I mean, right, what right. some people would call a full career. And it, to me, feels like you're just kicking off uh, <laughs> a, another whole nother, you know, the start of something entirely new that's going to be awesome and fun to watch for everybody and clearly already uh, successful. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm uh, I'm right with you. I, uh, I feel like a, a young kid, you know, 16-year-old kid just ready to – ready to start up a, another career again here in, in America and um, just have a go at it all and see where I can, what I can do. Always good to talk to you, PJ. Best to uh, your family and all that, and we're looking forward to seeing the uh, next set of race results, no matter the, the discipline that uh, you afford us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. Always a joy, man. Always a joy. I do want to thank Tommy Boy Halverson for uh, assisting in the uh, writing of this particular segment. It's always good to talk with Tommy Boy. And, and uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that Tommy Boy knows, PJ, that uh, that he's able to bring up. He's a very wise man. Yeah. Well, do me a favor. Stay tuned. We'll be back. There's more Pit Pass after this. Ron Burgundy here. You know, when I was younger, there were no laws. Go-karts and tractors were legal to drive on the highway. At least that's what my father told me. Interesting story, I drove a homemade go-kart with nothing but a lawnmower engine from Fredericksburg, Maryland to Tacoma, Washington without sleep. Anyway, driving around in an unlicensed, uninspected, uninsured car can get you into a lot of trouble. If you want to stay out of trouble, check out Safe Auto. They won't get your car inspected or get you a license, but they will get you insured, which I guess is something you have to do. Who knew? This is Aldo Ferracci, and uh, we're on the PIPAT radio. And thank you for listening. Running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. And yet, when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age... You're confronted with conflicting advice, complicated workouts, and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you. On The Planted Runner, I'll share exactly how to run faster, longer, and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 258 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. 
I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-backed training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along The Planted Runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you. 